Welcome to episode 28 of the New Rules for Your Life and Your Business podcast. Thank you for listening. Every day, our world is shifting and changing. New technology, new traditions, new relationships, responsibilities, and challenges. How can you keep up? Through the new rules for your life and your business podcast, where transformation expert Holly Rovinger and her expert guests share how you can not only survive, but thrive in this new world. Holly believes that when you get back to basics and truly engage with your life and your business, you become empowered and can elevate the way you're living. Here now is your host, Holly Rovinger. Thanks so much, Morgan. Welcome to New Rules for Your Life and Your Business, the podcast that is dedicated to helping you cut through the chaos so you can experience personal and professional growth. You will hear stories, insights, and new rules to live by from myself and my guests that are born out of real life experiences. The stories are inspiring and motivating, and I encourage you to take at least one golden nugget from each episode and apply it to your life or your business. The topic for today is abolishing your doubts, and my guest is Jared Easley. Some of the highlights from this episode are, find out Jared's secret to networking and how he gets to know people better, what is a good fear versus a bad fear, and the importance of generous connection. That and more today on the New Rules Podcast. Today's show is sponsored by The Empress Cloth on Amazon. TheEmpressCloth.com. Check it out. Save time, save money, save the environment. A much healthier way to clean for you, your family, your loved ones, and your pets. So at this point in the show, we normally will read my guest bio. But I have a really interesting guest today, and his name is Jared Easley. And as hard as I tried, I could not find Jared's bio anywhere. And after speaking with him for a few minutes, he told me that was done intentionally. So Jared, welcome to New Rules for Your Life and Your Business. Hi, Holly. I hope you don't mind, but I'm creating my own new rules. And some people love them and some people don't quite get it, (laughs) but it's fun anyway. If that's okay. And you know what? It's all about having fun every single day. I love that. So why don't you share with me the reason why you've got your bio hidden and what your motive is for doing that? Holly, I appreciate you asking that. In fact, this has never been brought up in any podcast I've ever been on. So your question is a great question. It's never been asked of me on a podcast. Now, I've had a lot of people ask me through Facebook Messenger, through Twitter, through email, where, hey, I, I've gone to your website, I'm just interested in, and I've heard about you, but I don't really get much information about you. And what I enjoy about those messages, Holly, is it gives me now, it gives me a chance to reply to them and say, well, let's be friends on Facebook. Let's, let's set up a Skype call. Let's just have a, a quick chat and let's talk about what you're up to. And what ends up happening nine times out of nine, <laughs> literally, is I get to know that person, and I actually become friends with that person. Whereas 
in the past, when I first started Holly, I had a generic bio, just like most people do. And I don't think there's anything wrong with a bio. I think it's, you know, fine. But one of the things I've learned, and, and there's, this is debatable, Holly, is what is everybody else doing? Look at what they're doing. And in some cases, it doesn't make sense to do what every, everybody else is doing. You want to kind of do your own thing or take what's working and adapt it to your own style, right? So if everybody's doing one thing, it might make sense to not necessarily do that one thing. <laughs> and I've, I've applied this strategy. So I, initially when I started Start Without, I had a bio, but nobody ever commented. Nobody ever noticed it. Or if they did, they didn't m message me about it. But as soon as I changed that, I started getting messages. People were asking me. And I thought, okay, that was an aha moment. That was a chance for me to actually get to know and gen genuinely connect with people where before they might just read some bio about me and they think they know everything they need to know and they move on. So who is Jared Easley? Please share <laughs> with us. <laughs> <laughs> I am constantly growing and I am um, I'm learning a lot. But basically, long story short, is I started a podcast about a year ago. I was a project manager for a small software company, and I had gone through a lot of hoops in uh, corporate world. I went all in uh, not long ago, a couple of years ago, all in on this opportunity at this one job to be the top biller in this company. It was not an easy thing, Holly. I, I had to outmaneuver and outwit and out hustle and, and just really be... Uh, have amazing relationships with the clients, and and I, I created this way to monitor myself every day of the week to see, am I in place? Am I setting myself up to win at the end of the year to be the top biller? And it came with a bonus of six thousand dollars and this perceived prestige and all this stuff. And there was a lot of people in the company that were vying for it. You know, there was like a competition kind of. So I I took that on thinking. I don't know how I'm going to pull this off, but I'm going to figure out a way to do it. And at the end of the year, Holly, I accomplished that goal. It was not an easy goal to accomplish, but I, I won. I won this award. I hustled like I'd never hustled. I gave it my all. And at the end, there was a company meeting, and I got presented a, a plaque, and I was given this $6,000 bonus. And it was extremely gratifying for all of 24 hours, Holly. <laughs> and then the next day, it was reset. <laughs> what have you done for me lately? Right, and I'll never forget how sobering that was. It was like, wow, you know, I, I, I felt, and this this may be harsh, and I don't mean it to be harsh, but it felt like I had worked so hard climbing a ladder to get on top of this ladder to realize I'm not even on the right wall, and that may not be true, but it felt true, and well, so my encouragement. This has a huge epiphany for you to have that happen. Well, my my encouragement to anybody listening right now is man you may be in the middle of a situation right now that seems like wow you know i've really put all this effort in the past and i've done all these things and, and i just didn't get much traction or, or or uh you know now i'm starting to guess second guess this is, is this the best way to to do this or you know should i be focused on this other thing that i'm really passionate about and my encouragement to you is if you're in that moment uh you know try to try your best to reframe that because there were things that i learned that year holly even though uh that experience uh didn't carry me beyond you know like i didn't it didn't radically change my life but i learned some things in that process of that year that did change my mindset. And 
I realized after being fortunate to win that award, which was encouraging and exciting, I realized, okay, I, I've got something that I'm, I'm yearning for beyond just this role, and I need to explore that a little bit. I need to scratch that itch. And so for anybody who's listening to this that wants to figure out how to do that, uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that. But I, I went on this process, this journey, Holly, and, and it compelled me uh, to start reading good books, to start listening to free, excellent podcasts, to start really digging in and figuring out, okay, there's there's other opportunities. There's other ways for me to utilize my strengths. There's other ways for me to focus and, and pursue things that I'm really, really passionate about that are responsible. And so for me, I was a project manager a year ago, but I made a decision. I'm going to do what it takes to learn what I need to learn to take the steps I need to take to, to go and pursue the things I feel called to pursue. And that mindset, I don't think would have been established had I not really worked that hard that year and, and achieved that opportunity or achieved that award only to realize the next day that it starts all over again. And it's okay to achieve something, but, but I guess my advice to listeners is don't put all your value, don't put all your weight in, in one thing. You and I were talking earlier about don't put all your eggs in one basket type of thing. And, and it's good to have goals and it's good to pursue and accomplish things. But it's wise also to, to know what, what is it that I'm really excited about? What's it, what is it that I can't stop talking about at the party that your spouse or, or you know, someone in your family says you're talking about this again? What is that one thing and what are responsible ways uh, through wisdom and through uh, action to, to go and, and make a plan to pursue things and make big things happen? So uh, when you say who's Jared Easley, I'm somebody who's, who's a pioneer like you, Holly. I am in, I'm married, I have a mortgage, I have a young three-year-old daughter, and I recently became a full-time entrepreneur, which is scary, but I'm pursuing what I feel called to pursue. So my bio is Jared Easley wants to help people profitably, <laughs> and I'm learning the best ways to do that. And I have a podcast called Starve the Doubts, where I interview experts and high achievers and I learned from them how they overcame self-doubt to pursue success. And that podcast has changed my life. It's, one, it's a little over a year old now. And at, when I started that show, I didn't know how to start a podcast. I didn't know how to generously connect with people. I didn't know how to grow a network or grow a platform or a tribe, all these buzzwords that you hear. I didn't know how to start a business. I didn't know how to properly... Uh, you know, grow my network. I didn't know any of those things, Holly, but in the process of a year of talking to a lot of really smart people in this podcast, I'm now uh, an owner of a business. I've co-founded the only conference in uh, the U.S., the only national conference for podcasting. I mean, I'm in the process of writing my first book. I mean, there's a lot of amazing things that have happened, but I didn't have enough (laughs) last year to figure those things out. I had to take these steps. I had to get good advice. I had to figure out, okay, what's the next step? What's the next step? Who do I talk to next? I had to figure those things out. I had to go through that process. And by going through that process now, it's illuminated my path. So yeah, that's who Jared Easley is. is I've got a podcast. I'm a business owner. But you know, at the end of the day, I'm just like you. I'm trying to figure things out. And one of the best ways that I can encourage your listeners to figure things out is to get really good advice from smart people and don't be afraid to take little steps. Well, you say, you know, you didn't have much to go on, but you had what I feel is one of the most crucial ingredients to success, 
And that is, Jared, you had a huge why. And I believe that people don't tap into their why strong enough. And that's when they give up. That you really have, that why has to be such a burning desire for you that failing is not an option. And I think that's what you did. Well, and, and I want to caution your listeners, too, that, that failure may not be an option, but it's inevitable. <laughs> but if you reframe failure, you will become successful because ultimately, if you stick with something long enough, that, that stick to as some people say, you will outlast the lucky and you will outwork the lazy. So I hope that people listen to this right now. If you've got that thing in your mind that you want to pursue, just know that if you stick to it long enough, you're going to outlast most of these other people. You're going to outwork these other people that aren't going to stick with it long enough. And that right there is a definition of success. Not never giving up because it's yeah. so much, you know, so important to you. It's so ingrained in you. And it's again, the biggest desire that you have. And we do talk about failing your way to success a lot. So yeah, failing is definitely a step along the way, but like, you know, for my case, my why is so strong, the end result of failure just is not an option. I may have to fail in little things I'm learning to get there, but I, you know, hey, that end result is there and it will happen. Mm. No ifs, buts, or maybes. And and I do believe that's what, what you did as well. I, I love the way you talked about your bio and it, your podcast. For those who haven't listened to Jared's podcast. It's it's excellent. And Jared, do you want to just jump in today to what your new rule is so we can talk a little more about your podcast as well? Today's new rule. Uh, well, my podcast is called Started Out and we, we briefly touched on it, but I, I believe that one of the best ways to overcome the doubt one of the best ways to uh, continue to make progress, even when the odds are stacked against you, even when uh, you have tons of reasons that say, yeah, this probably isn't going to play out, is a couple things. I think, I think talking to smart people, and we've touched on this a little bit, but talking to smart people is really a key to success. And if you look around you, Holly, and, and this is for the listeners, if 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 you start to think about who are you surrounding yourself with, uh, whether it's family, friends, uh, you're the sum average. I've heard this quote, and I can't remember exactly who said it, but you're the sum average of the five people you spend the most time with. So are the five people that you're spending the most time with, are they lifting you up? Are they encouraging? Are they pursuing big, hairy, audacious goals? Are they living their dream? Are they making things happen? And if the answer is no, it doesn't mean you shouldn't spend time with them because they're family and friends, but you might want to incorporate spending time with other people who are passionate, who are driven. And fear hates community, Holly. I hope your listeners get that. Fear hates community. There are so many good communities out there now through, through podcasts, through blogs, uh, through books, through social media, through all these uh, different opportunities that didn't exist uh, you know, 10, 15 years ago. And you can leverage those communities, and those these are people that are, are hustling, that are wanting to make good things happen, that are generous in their connections, that uh, want to see you succeed just like they want to succeed. It's that mentality of a, a rising tide lifts all ships, and those communities are out there, and as you continue to search and as you continue to uh, to learn, as you should, you should be a lifelong learner. As you continue to do that, you'll run into those people, and you need to embrace those people. And, and as you 
continue to friend, befriend them and get to know them. They encourage you. You encourage them. It becomes like a, an informal mastermind meeting, Holly. And a mastermind meeting is, is something that almost every successful person, I, I'm sure maybe there's an exception here and there, but almost every successful person has had some form of a mastermind group that's helped them give them practical advice and, and sound wisdom when they're making decisions as they grow. And the best thing you can do right now is where are you looking for advice? You know, is it this podcast? Keep hitting play on this podcast. Generously connect to Holly. Find out who else is listening to this podcast. These are people that you can connect with and start emailing with and start befriending on Facebook and start a little um, mastermind, even though it's informal. Start helping each other. Start encouraging each other. And, and that process right there is very, very powerful. Oh, I couldn't agree more. And it's interesting that you spoke about who you hang around with. We were discussing that in a previous podcast. So it is a, a message that keeps, uh, you know, being repeated. And well, when you hear something once, pay attention. When you hear it again, boy, you better set up a little straighter and, and take, you know, take that advice to heart. And it's true. Sometimes if you just think about God, who am I spending the most time with? No wonder I'm not feeling great about myself or, you know, no wonder I'm not jumping into that goal. You've got to, you know, really stretch and find the people that will help you, will help hold your hand and will help propel you forward. So I love that you said that. I couldn't agree more. And Jared, your, your podcast is called aptly starve the doubts. So that is really about all that little chatter that goes on in your head that can possibly hold you back. So what is like an actionable step that we can take to help us starve the doubts? Like what's one really great tip? I think one really great tip to starve the doubts is to understand what, what is a good fear versus a bad fear. And an example could be uh, for those who read the Bible in in Proverbs, it talks about the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So if you fear God, that's actually a healthy fear. If I'm hiking and I hear a rattlesnake and I look down and I see this rattlesnake, I'm not going to go near that snake because I believe if it bites me, that's going to not be a good outcome, right? That's a positive fear. Um, That's a difference between, there's a big difference between that and something in your mind that says, you know what, I'm past a certain age, and at this age, I just can't accomplish certain things. There's too many shut doors. There's uh, too many people that, that are going to block me from getting And These are not necessarily true things. They may feel true, but there's plenty of examples out there. Uh, you could go and read uh, good books by people like Dan Miller uh, from 48days.com, but there, there's lots of opportunities out there for people who are willing to go and pursue that. And, and I believe in that adage, you know, I believe in that verse, you know, if you seek, you'll find, right? And, and my encouragement to you is start seeking. And that may, right now, that all the, maybe the only thing you can do today is you can hit play on this podcast. And if that's all you can do in this season of your life right now, keep hitting play. But I believe if you keep hitting play and listening to what Holly's sharing with you and the advice she's getting from these smart people, that's going to compel you and encourage you, hey, who are other people that I can listen to? Who are other people I can connect with? What are other books that I can be reading? What are other things that I can be paying attention to? And those steps will then take you even further. And, and you need to be thinking about that. We talked about lifelong learning. So critical. Generous connecting. Community. 
those are the strategies that win. If you start applying those strategies, that's going to help you to overcome your doubt. That's going to help you to make moves and do things that most people just aren't willing to do. And it's, I think it boils down to they just don't know what to do or where to begin. I say where to begin, keep hitting play on this podcast. Well, thanks for that, Jared. Uh, Jared, do you have a favorite quote that you live by? Favorite quote. I totally do. And it may have been said on your show a hundred times, and I don't care because I really believe in it. It's <laughs> a quote from, it's a, I mean, it's probably been attributed to several people, but I know Zig Ziglar has, has uh, said this many, many times. And you can get anything that you want in life if you help enough other people get what they want. And I just find that to be so true. If you are unselfish, if you are serious about encouraging others to pursue what they want to pursue and, and helping them to find ways to do that. It doesn't mean you're a fool. It doesn't mean that you give all of your time away or all of your resources. That's not what we're saying here. Generous connecting is encouraging people. Generous connecting is giving them the purity of your attention when you're in that conversation and you're actively listening to them. Generously connecting is, is going into their blog and leaving a comment and sharing it on Twitter. Those, that's the kinds of things I'm talking about. But if you're willing to do those things, that is is going to create rapport. And when you create rapport with other people, that eventually opens the door to create reciprocity where people, you've given and given and given to other people and they start giving back to you because you've given to them first, right? That servant leadership mentality. And it's real easy to go unnoticed when you're just one person, when you're just that little island. If you're doing everything yourself, it's a good possibility you're not going to get noticed. But when you create an army, an army gets noticed. The only way to create an army is to generously connect with other people. So you can get everything in life if you help other people get what they want, right? You can, you can get anything you want by helping other people get what they want. That, that's the key. Oh, no, I Most people miss that. Yeah, and I love that. And actually, it has not been shared before. That was not one of the favorite quotes from uh, some of my special guests. So I appreciate that you did say that because I love that quote as well. Very, very nice and very pertinent especially in today's world where everybody is running helter-skelter in all different directions and really not being present with each other. So that is a great quote and an example on being present with people. Notice them, you know, mm -hmm. help them, share them, and give kudos where kudos deserve to be given. And enough people don't do that. So you're definitely to be commended, Jared, for really stepping, you know, outside the box and making yourself stand out. Holly, just think for a second. The last time you put out a blog post or you put out this podcast and somebody tweeted that link and maybe they said, man, I really enjoy Holly's podcast. Or you mentioned earlier, you know, a, a person who was driving to South Florida and they were listening to your show during their drive and they shared that with you. And that made you uh, encouraged. That made you feel good. And that made you realize, hey, this this is purpose. This is working for people who are listening right now. When's the last time you had that, that kind of encouragement from someone? If you're not getting that encouragement on a regular basis, are you giving out that encouragement to other people? Are you giving it out to the wrong people? <laughs> you know, maybe you need to reframe who you're giving it to and give it to the people who actually appreciate it. But that's my encouragement to you is, is start encouraging others, start being generous. And over time that builds rapport, which creates reciprocity and, and you can't be ignored if you build your army. So build your army. Build your army and build your tribe. I love that. Yep. Uh, yeah, and I think one of the key things you said too is, you know, are you asking 
that question of yourself. Like, are you helping others? Are you doing something that would require other people to help you back? And I, you know, I do notice that I had a wonderful woman send out a, a beautiful announcement after she was interviewed on my podcast in her newsletter. And boy, my heart was like, Oh my God, what can I do to help her? That was my immediate reaction. So what you're saying is right on the money, you know, help others and, and for sure they're going to want to help you and, and sometimes just help others because it feels good. You know, don't expect anything back. It just really feels good, you know, to help and give to others. So wonderful, wonderful quote. And, and I really, I really like what you said. So Jared, you are a very motivated individual. Do you have a secret for this motivation? Like what, what keeps you motivated? I know you have a, a wife and a daughter. So that I get, I get that, that that's part of it. Oh yeah. I, I would be very quick to say my wife, Rachel and my daughter, Lana. I mean, I was swimming in my pool. I'm fortunate to have a swimming pool and I, uh, my, well, maybe I'm not fortunate when, when we have to clean it, but <laughs> anyway, my wife and I and my daughter were swimming this weekend and just spending time with her. Uh, I'm referring to my little one is that's the sweetest thing. And there's nothing I wouldn't do for my little one. And so on those days when I have those doubts or I have those discouraging things, I go swimming with my, my daughter and that renews that perspective. That makes me realize, Hey, I am going to pursue things, uh, the right way, the wise way, but I'm going to keep taking steps because although the progress may not be as quick as I'd like it to be on some days, Holly, it's at least progress. So yes, my family is a big, big reason that motivates me. But also deep down in my soul, I feel like I have a soul on fire. And what I mean by that is, is I believe that I'm called. I'm going to say the word called. I have a calling to do this. I have a calling to encourage people. I have a calling to fulfill my potential. I think that's the best gift I could give to God that I could give to everyone else is if I'm willing to do whatever it takes to fulfill my potential. And there's, there's two types of uh, pain uh, Hollywood well, is probably a lot of types of pains, but in for this for the purpose of this conversation, two types of pain. There's there's the pain of discipline versus the pain of regret. Do you want to look back and say, man, I could have, I should have, I wish, versus man, I can make this decision today. I can h- keep hitting play on this podcast. I can generously connect with other people. I can go read books from the library that are free that will make me smart. That'll help me to to further myself in my profession or create my, my business that's going to bring value to other people. Those are decisions I can start making today. And if I'm willing to embrace the pain of discipline, that will continue that progress that we talked about earlier. So pain of discipline versus the pain of regret. That's a nice analogy too. I like that. You know, Jared, one of the things you just spoke about is something that I'm a huge proponent of, and that is, to take time for yourself each and every day. And that actually will increase your productivity. It will increase your success and it will allow you to accomplish whatever you want to. So by your saying, you know, you were kind of feeling a few doubts, but you decided to go swimming. That swimming was a recharge for you. That (laughs) gave you that push. Okay. I feel good now and I'm ready to get back into my why and my purpose. Mm. You, you know, I'm going to I'm going to throw in there too, Holly. 
go on Pinterest. And, and it may be weird to hear a guy say that. And while Pinterest may not be my go-to place, find creative outlets. Find people who are doing creative stuff that interests you and take the time to enjoy that, to admire that, to uh, get ideas from that. And that could be Pinterest. That could be Instagram. That could be your local church. That could be the local theater, whatever that is. Allow yourself to be inspired. Allow yourself to, to laugh. Allow yourself to get new ideas, creative ideas. So, a lot of time for that because as you continue to get exposed to creative things and things that other people are doing that not everyone else is doing, that will hopefully encourage you and inspire you to say, what can I do? Is there something I can do? Who can I go to in my current community? People who are looking out for me, who are, who've got my back, who want me to succeed. Who can I go to and say, hey, what am I good at? What are some creative things that I could do? What kind of feedback could I get? And then process that, mash that up with these cool ideas you're getting from Pinterest or that you're getting from your community. And then go and do something cool. Make something happen. And if you need ideas on steps on how to do that, contact Holly. Email me, jaredeasley at gmail.com. That's what this is about. But I believe you can go and make something incredible happen. I, I won't go on a tangent here, Holly, but the podcast movement, I mentioned it earlier, it's a, it's a conference that didn't exist in January. And I was at an event in Las Vegas, and it was an event for bloggers and for podcasters and people that do YouTube and social media. And for the podcasting track of this conference, people were coming out of these sessions. And I heard people say, why isn't there a podcast conference? And it clicked. It's something I had thought about for months, but I just never really put a lot of thought and time into it. And it occurred to me, there is no good reason for there not to be a podcast conference. Who do I need to talk to to see about what it would take to get this going? And I prayed about that. I had uh, some insight. I felt like, you know, there's there's two or three people that came to mind immediately that I could go talk to. I talked to them. The next step was who do we know that's done a successful conference? We found somebody named Philip Taylor who's put together FinCon, which is the Financial Bloggers Conference. We were able to get an hour conversation with him because I've interviewed him on Star of the Doubts. I had a relationship with him already. We had an hour conversation and asked him the questions. If you had to do your conference over again, starting from scratch, what would you do? What would you stay away from? And we got advice from him. And based on that advice, we then said, we don't have money to go pay $11,000 to go book a conference center. We don't have that money. So we need to test our idea. We need to validate this idea. So we use Kickstarter, kickstarter.com, and we put it out there. Hey, if we can raise this much money, we're going to have this event. And we're going to get all these podcasters to come and speak. And it's going to be the national conference for podcasters. And we had to get $11,000 to book this conference center, Holly. And that seemed like an exorbitant fee. You know, how are we going to do this? We put it out there. And Holly, within nine hours of putting it out on Kickstarter, we had $11,000. At the end of that month, we had 300% of our goal. As of today... On podcastmovement.com, we've sold 300 tickets to this event. It didn't even exist in January. All of this stuff's happened in a short amount of time. Hopefully, this encourages your listeners. If you find out what, what opportunities are out there, what resonates with people, you can collaborate, you can get good ideas, you can get good advice, and you can take steps toward making something big happen. And it may not take that long. It could be as simple as a couple of months, just like we've done with the podcast movement. But I'm living proof. I'm not that special, Holly. I'm not smarter than most of your listeners. But I have gotten good advice, and I have validated. I've learned to validate my ideas. In this case, we use Kickstarter. 
And by doing so, that's allowed something really cool to open up that didn't exist. That's a fabulous, Jared. And what essentially you did is you found a need and you filled it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which simply, that's what you did, which is great. And you really, you stuck with it. You had that stick to that you spoke about earlier. You know, you didn't give up. And boy, that hap- that did happen very fast. I didn't realize that that was just since January. That's very <laughs> well, super speed. What's so funny is I had a lady message me the other day. Have you heard of this thing called the podcast movement? Like, how many years has that been going? And I wrote her back and I was like, that just got created. You know, and it was funny. She was like, it looks like it's been going for like five years, 10 years. And I, that was such so so encouraging and validating. It was like, wow, somebody went to the site that didn't know I was a part of it. And then, you know, they I just assumed they had missed the boat for several years on this thing, but it was brand new. So awesome. 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 Um, or just cool. just to shift gears just a tad here, um, I spoke a little bit about how important it is to just be nice to yourself each and every day. And it can be as simple as taking a, re- a break to just read a book. And I know we all read a lot of nonfiction, you know, to continue our learning and for our professional or personal growth. But what's your favorite fiction book? Fiction book? Ooh, yeah, I never had anybody ask me that. Well, while you're there, I'll just say my my, my, my favorite book is A Woman of Substance by Barbara Taylor Bradford. You know, that's kind of just given me my why. So any kind of fun books that you like to read? One of the books that really resonated with me in the last few months is a book called A Thousand, excuse me, A Million Miles in a Thousand Years by Donald Miller. And that book, I re- literally sat down in one evening and read it uh, cover to cover. And it. it it was. Uh, it made me laugh. It made me cry. It, it, like that sounds really dramatic, but it basically inspired me to write a bigger story. And I don't want to give away the book, but uh, for those that don't know Donald Miller and are familiar with A Million Miles in a Thousand Years, that is such a compelling read. It, it's just totally fantastic. And uh, man, I could I could list four or five other books, but I need a minute to to look them up. Um, but yeah, I would say if you if you just need that that a book right now to go out and just get you pumped up. I think that's the one. Okay. A Million Miles in a Thousand Years by Donald We Miller. like that. Well, last year for a bunch of us women, we all liked Fifty Shades of Grey. And I don't, <laughs> I don't care what people say about it being slutty. You know what? It was a love story, plain and simple. So all these books, and, and I love the fact that you recommended a new one that I haven't heard about. So I'll look into that. I think when you read a book, it's like going on vacation for a little bit. You know, it just kind of takes you away from mm-hmm. your everyday life and just puts your mind in a nice relaxing place because you're not thinking about, you know, anything that you're involved in. It's putting yourself in another situation. And sometimes you get so involved with the characters, like it's, you are sad, you know, when you close the cover to the book. <laughs> well, I, I will plug one more book. Uh, my Someone that I look up to, I consider a mentor, he's an online mentor. His name's Chris Brogan, and he just released a book called The Freaks Shall Inherit the Earth. And it's it's a business book, so this would be people who are, who are interested in, in you know improving uh, their professional career or, or being an entrepreneur. But the freaks shall inherit the earth. That that's just great stuff. Uh, really good. Yeah, actually, I heard uh, Jeff Brown interview Chris on that book, and I was just yep. definitely intrigued. It's a book that I'm, I'm planning on picking up and delving into. Uh, Chris is very smart. Yes, definitely somebody. Yeah, great yeah, guy. Definitely somebody to follow. So, Jared. 
Any last words on being present with your life or being present with your business? Do it. <laughs> I know that sounds simple, but it makes sense to put the phone down at dinner and put it in the other room. It makes sense to be intentional uh, with spending generous one-on-one time with folks, uh, with giving people the pu- what I call the purity of your attention, right? So um, it, it's unfortunate that we even have to have this conversation. You and I were laughing about this before we hit record. Uh, but, but what happened to the days when people just got to know each other, where people just spent time together, uh, where gen, genuine community is a, was available? And, and not to say that doesn't exist for, for some of your listeners, but uh, it's real easy to get caught up in the day-to-day. It's real easy to get caught up on social media or on the phone or on the iPad. So give people the purity of your attention. Um, one strategy that Simon Sinek, he's a New York Times bestselling author. He was on Star of the Doubts. He just wrote a really good book called Leaders Eat Last. But one of the strategies that he does is when he goes to dinner with friends and family, he makes everybody get out their phone and hand it to the person on their right. I love that. <laughs> I think that's fabulous. And, and that may sound cheesy and people might chuckle when they hear that. But that strategy right there will keep you from being on your phone and it will allow you to you know, enjoy just talking to somebody or just enjoy the ambiance of where you're at. So if you don't try anything else from this podcast, I would say today, start passing your phone to the right when you have a meal with more than one person. Love it. Love it. Thank you. Thank you, Jared, so much for being on New Rules for Your Life and Your Business. Really, really appreciate it. And I really appreciate you. Oh, my pleasure, Holly. I think what you're doing is amazing and compelling, and I hope at at the minimum people just keep hitting play. I think they'll be wiser and they'll be encouraged to keep taking uh, taking steps and being uh, encouraged and all, all these things that you need in order to, to make something happen. you got to have this stuff, and I think a good place is to start here by hitting play. Thank you. Thank you so much. If you all would like to connect with Jared, he's active on Facebook and Twitter, and you can find the information on the notes we have created, especially for this episode on hollyrovinger.com. An easy way to start the conversation with him. Well, he loves to speak to everybody, as you heard, but you can tell him <laughs> you heard him speak on the new rules for your life and your business podcast. And if you like this episode, please consider leaving a five-star review over in iTunes, and I'll mention it in a future episode as a big thank you. I truly appreciate that because by leaving a review and downloading an episode, it makes the podcast more visible and easier to find it. Now, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate your time and being present today on new rules for your life and your business. Have a great week and remember to always have a positive mindset so you can live healthier and wealthier and happier with passion. This is Holly signing off for today. But before we go, Jared has starved his doubts. And what I want to ask is, have you? Thanks for listening to the New Rules for Your Life and Your Business podcast. If you're listening and you want to grab contact details for today's guest, information on resources mentioned, or any other show notes, head over to hollyrovinger.com for complete details. That's www.hollyrovinger.com. We would love to hear your thoughts on today's episode. So leave us a comment on the website or an honest review on iTunes. And to get regular tips to help you in today's rapidly changing world, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any of the new rules for your life and your business. 